on episode 486 of Nintendo Switchcraft. Mario Day is tomorrow. There's a Doom 64 update. Worms returns in 2020. And Crossing Animals? Those stories and more on this episode of Nintendo Switchcraft. This is Dragon Con, and you're listening to Nintendo Switchcraft. Welcome back, Switchcraft. Switchcraft? Well, I guess welcome back, Switchcraft. I haven't done this show live in an exceedingly long time. And for that, for the people who join me over at twitch.tv slash runjumpstomp on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays, to those people, I say, I'm sorry. I really am. I was really, really sick, and I just I couldn't record for an extended period of time. I'm actually a little worried about talking today for a half an hour straight, but I'm going to do my best. And, you know, if I screw it up, then I'll have to edit things out. And it wouldn't be the first time. Uh, so if I suddenly disappear, it's because I'm coughing like a maniac. But, but hey, you know what? We're we're back. It's uh, Nintendo Switchcraft. It is brought to you, like I said, live every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday over at twitch.tv slash runjumpstomp. I did do a Saturday episode. Uh, the Saturday episode... Uh, is all about the things that you guys want me to talk about. So if you didn't know, you can use the hashtag AskRJS on Twitter, and you can get a hold of me that way, and I can add your thoughts to Saturday's episode. Right now, we've got a lot of people sending in uh, uh, ideas for for what to talk about on Saturday, so I'm really looking forward to Saturday's episode. I I tweeted something out, and I got a a lot of replies, but that doesn't mean that we can't have more. So keep those uh, replies coming. And again, on Twitter, I'm at RunJumpStomp. Uh, you can also leave ideas for uh, the Saturday show on our community Discord, which has over a 1,000 people in it. So join us over there at RunJumpStomp.com slash Discord. And finally, thank you to the patrons. This show would not be going uh, as, as swimmingly well as it goes without the help of the patrons. So big thank you to the patrons who help out. Patrons like... Maximilian N. Uh, you can get Switchcraft and all my other content ad-free for as little as a dollar by joining the Patreon over at patreon.com slash run jump stomp. All right, tomorrow is Mario Day. I don't know if you were aware, but March 10th is Mario Day because we we click or we click, we type M-A-R-1-0. It makes sense. Here in the States, where we write our dates backwards, over in Europe where and Japan, where they write the, the day before the month, it doesn't really make a lot of sense. But you know what? I, I, I'm in the States, so it makes sense to me. But tomorrow is Mario Day. And even though it doesn't make sense in the other regions, Nintendo still celebrates Mario Day. Uh, by giving us uh, discounts on some Mario games. Uh, Games like Super Mario Maker 2, Super Mario Party, Mario and Sonic at the Olympics, uh, Tokyo 2020, and Yoshi's Crafted World are all on sale. Um, They're pretty good discounts, I think. You can also save $20 
on these games, not just from the eShop, but also from some retail stories as well. So if you did not have Mario Maker 2, well, then go out and buy Mario Maker 2 because that game is ridiculously good. Mario Party, I would say you could probably pass on. Super Mario Party is not really great. It doesn't have that replayability that the old ones did. And it feels to me like Nintendo made that game and then just forgot about it, which is too bad because they could have, like Mr. Furukawa has said many times that they want to focus on bringing DLC to their key games. And Super Mario Party is the perfect kind of game to bring DLC, to keep bringing people back by adding in new games. And for some reason, they've just done nothing with it. Um, Mario and Sonic at the Olympics, I can't tell you if it's good or not, but it's 40 bucks, and that seems like a pretty good deal. And Yoshi's Crafted World, I don't like Yoshi games. They're they're just a little too slow-paced for me. I, I've never really been into them, but I know that there's a lot of people out there that love the Yoshi's games, and um, the people who like the Yoshi's games have said that Yoshi's Crafted World is a very, very good example of a Yoshi game. So you can get that one at a, at a pretty good discount as well. Again, these sales are on until March 14th at midnight Pacific time. Uh, convert that to whatever your particular uh, location is. And you can find out more about Mario Day uh, over at Nintendo's site. All right. Uh, Mario Kart Tour. You guys remember Mario Kart Tour, right? Is the the... The horrible, I mean, there's some people who like it. I know that a lot of, uh, I see a lot of kids playing Mario Kart Tour on their phone. I don't know why I grabbed my phone to look for it, because I uninstalled it fairly quickly. I didn't like the controls. Uh, It didn't seem fun to me. I didn't like that you played it vertical instead of horizontal. I would think that it would be better to play horizontal. But that being said, um, multiplayer is here. And there's going to be people who look at this as a good thing, and I am not one of them. Now, first off, I don't really like the game, and I don't really like touchscreen gaming, so there's two strikes against it already. On top of that, I don't like the monetization model that they used where, you know, you can play a certain number of times, and then if you want to play more, then you got to pay money or use your special currency. I don't like the way that they also include Gotcha Pawn, where... You know, you buy a loot box and out comes a character and some of the characters are better on some tracks than others. To me, that feels like pay to win. And I don't like pay to win. And up until now, it's been a single player game. But now it is a multiplayer game. And that makes pay to win even worse. Like that, that makes it real bad. Now, I I have to admit, I have not played Mario Kart Tour since it came out. It's monetization uh, policies, practices, whatever. It's monetization model was so horrendous that I said, screw you, I'm not playing it. That being said, I know, I know that there's a lot of people out there who play this game a bunch and have never spent a dime. And that's totally fine. If that's how you want to play the game, that's fine. However, the people who spend money on this game are going to have 
more characters unlocked than you. Not only that, but they'll probably have like five-star characters or however it is that they rank the characters. They'll probably have more powerful characters unlocked than you. And if you play online, you will be playing against those people, those people who have paid money to have more powerful characters than you. And for me, that is a non-starter. I, I can't stand this kind of thing. If it doesn't bother you, then by all means, enjoy your game. But I'm not going to play a minute of Mario Kart Tour because what I would very much prefer is if Nintendo went back to the model that they tried with Super Mario Run. And of course, they failed with that. Now, I've said before on the show why Super Mario Run failed and it's not really Nintendo I mean it's partly Nintendo's fault but it's also us the customers fault because people who play games primarily on their phones they don't value games they don't look at a game as having value and if you are the exception to the rule you can feel free to tell me how wrong I am but you're the exception to the rule. You're not the rule. The rule is that most people who play mobile games don't value those games. They're simple distractions, and they don't want to throw any money at it. And if they do want to throw money at it, they want it to be little tiny microtransactions instead of paying for the whole game at once and then getting the whole game. And that's what Nintendo tried to do with Super Mario Run. But it didn't work. And the reason why it didn't work is because they put the game out for free and then said, if you want to buy the game, then go ahead and buy it for 10 bucks and you get the whole game. Only everybody who on iOS, everybody who played the game, the free version of the game, had the ability to rate the game. And when they got to the paywall, when they got to that $10 paywall, they all said, oh, this is trash this game is bad and they rated it one star. And so a lot of people would look at it and they said, oh, well, I'm not going to try it. If it's if it's a one star game, then it's not for me. And I paid the $10 for Super Mario Run. It was actually really, really well done. And I felt like it was a good value for the amount of money that I paid for it. But then again, I am also somebody that values games. And at the end of the day... I feel like Mario Kart Tour is everything that is wrong with the mobile gaming industry. Now, don't get me wrong. The mobile gaming industry makes buckets upon buckets of cash, like so, so much money. They make an insane amount of money on on these kind of games. Games like Mario Kart Tour, games like um, Fire Emblem heroes all right they make a lot of money on those games which incentivizes nintendo to keep going after these predatory monetization models like the gachapon system i think it's terrible and i'm not interested in this game but if you are well now you can play it online and you can be beat by people who have spent way more money than you because they're whales and that's you know whales is a uh um uh a uh, an industry term for somebody who spends tons and tons of money on um on games like this now just so i make sure that i tell tell you all of the information 
Uh, the tweet from Nintendo says, Mario Kart Tour multiplayer is here. Let's celebrate with a retweet campaign. If this tweet and the corresponding one on the Japanese account reach a combined 30,000 retweets total, I'm sure it's going to happen because this one's already at 23.1 thousand and it only came out 17 hours ago. Uh, all current players will be gifted 30 rubies and an in-game badge. Watch the video for more info. I don't know what rubies are. I'm assuming because I haven't played since the game came out, but I assume that's the um, the uh, little hidden. Um, oh my gosh, what's the what's the word for money? Um, starts with a C. Chat, I need you. I need you to help me. I got my brain has stopped working. Currency. All right, I figured it out before they told me. Uh, it's the currency that. Um, that they hide the amount of money that you spend behind because you know you you spend ten dollars and you get i don't know 512 rubies and then you spay you spend uh 15 rubies on something and that obfuscates how much you're spending it's all of these monetization practices which are predatory i hate it i don't like it at all and i won't stand for it i've had enough all right let's move on Let's talk about Doom 64. That game is coming out on March 20th, along with Doom Eternal. Now, Doom Eternal is coming out to all the other platforms on March 20th. It's not coming to the Nintendo Switch on March 20th because they need more time. They need more time to port that game. It's a lot of work to make a game that is... Man, this is a pretty game. And to bring it to the Nintendo Switch is a ridiculous feat of engineering. And I believe that they can do it because they did it with Doom 2016. But they need a little bit more time. But that's not what we're here to talk about. We're here to talk about Doom 64. And the Doom 64 devs have revealed that the port, which is coming to Nintendo Switch on March 20th for Doom 64 is going to have a brand new chapter. And you might not really understand what I'm talking about. Well, if you're really old like me, then you played Doom back in the day. This is back in the day when you used the arrow keys. Uh, You played Doom on a computer, used the arrow keys to move, and you used, I believe, the control key, or maybe it was the Z key. It was something over on the left-hand side to shoot the gun. Uh, you know, because there was no... You didn't have to use your mouse in order to... In fact, funny story. The first time I played a game that expected you to use the mouse to look around in a first-person environment, uh, that was Unreal. And I went to the... Or no, no, I'm sorry. That was Quake. And I went to the store, and I saw it on the shelf, and I said, ooh, that looks cool. I bought it. I brought it home. I sat down. I installed it on my computer. Uh, then I sat down and I said, I'm going to put my right hand on my arrow keys and I'm going to put my left hand over on the left hand side of my screen. And it was like, um, Hey dummy, why don't you use WASD? And I said, who in the hell would use WASD for your arrow keys? That's just dumb. Why would I do? And now I have to look around with the mouse. I returned that game. I returned that game because I didn't quite understand what was happening. Of course, later on, I understood everything. And uh, yeah, of course, WASD makes a lot of sense. But my my brain, having played first-person shooters for so long, was you just used the keyboard. You didn't use the mouse at all. I, I struggled with that. 
I don't know how I got off on this tangent, but anyway, back to Doom 64. I played the original Doom on PC, and then the uh, back on like IBM PC, and then Doom 2 came out, and I played that on PC, and Doom 64 came to the Nintendo 64, of course, and I never played that game. It didn't make a lot of sense to me because uh, there was at at that point I had started playing these games. Well, I was probably too busy playing other games like Ultima Online. Yeah, at that time, I was playing a lot of Ultima Online, so Doom 64 didn't really appeal to me. And if I wanted to play a first-person shooter, I played it on my PC. Like, that's what I did. I was really more of a PC gamer back then, and the only time that I used a Nintendo console was to play mostly first-party Nintendo games. Not always, but most of the time. But Doom 64 is this old uh, Nintendo 64 game, and the, the the Doom, you know, to celebrate the release of Doom Eternal, they're bringing it to uh, Nintendo Switch, as well as other platforms, I believe. Is it coming to... I, it, well, I don't know if it's coming to PlayStation and, and Xbox. I'm not sure about that. But anyway, it's going to have a brand new chapter, more stuff to play. And that's kind of the same thing that we've seen with Doom 1 and Doom 2, uh, they have extra stuff added in that wasn't in the original. I think that's really, really cool. Like, one of them has a, a separate levels that were made by John Romero uh, that were, like, add-on stuff, which is really, really awesome. And, um, you know, I'm excited for this. And I got to say, it's only $5. It's $5 for Doom 64. Uh, it comes out March 20th, 2020, and if you want to play an old school, I don't know how much or how well Doom 64 holds up over uh, the original Doom games, but the original Doom games play really, really well on the Nintendo Switch. I picked them up when they were on sale for, I think it was two or a, a buck fifty a piece, so for $3, I bought Doom 1 and Doom 2. I didn't end up getting Doom 64 because I figured I'd have plenty to do with Doom 1 and Doom 2. Uh, but they're really well done. They had a rocky start. They had a really, really rocky start with that whole Bethesda.net thing. You can go back and listen to an old episode to find out more about that. Um, the sound was off a little bit. There were lighting problems. There were frame rate problems. But they've kind of worked all of that stuff out. And they really didn't have to. They could have said, we shipped it. You bought it. Move on with your life. Uh, but they didn't. They said, you know what? We're going to fix this. We're going to make it right. And they did. And so I'm very impressed with both Doom 1 and Doom 2 on the Nintendo Switch and Doom 64. I'm I'm interested in now that it has that extra chapter. Although for me, having never played Doom 64, the whole thing is all new. So I don't know why I really care about it. But anyway, I wanted to let people know about that. Let's take a quick break. We'll hear from a sponsor when we come back. I want to tell you about Hyrule History. Be right back. Now you can play Donkey Kong on your ColecoVision, Atari VCS, or Intellivision video game system. Donkey Kong has multiple screens, just like the arcade game. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. 
This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. All right, we're back, and uh, let's talk about Hyrule Historia. Uh, There is uh, apparently Hyrule, I don't know why I just clicked on that. Hyrule Historia is a book that I did not buy when it was on sale. Um, although I'm sure you can probably still buy it, uh, but it's getting a digital release. And I like this. I like that it's getting a digital release. One of my favorite things to do is on my iPad, which is actually in my backpack behind me right now. Uh, one of my favorite things to do is look at old magazines on my iPad. I have old issues of Nintendo power, old issues of electronic gaming monthly, And I like flipping through those old magazines and seeing what people say about games and seeing one of my favorite things is the old ads that are in it. But I very much prefer reading something on my iPad than reading something in this, you know, in a in a hardbound, heavy version, especially because then you can zoom in and out on stuff. Uh, Now, the, the book that I'm holding up right now for my. Uh, for my the people who are watching over on YouTube at youtube.com slash runjumpstomp or on my Twitch stream is the Ze- the Legend of Zelda Encyclopedia, which is this really, really awesome book. I bought it when it came out. It's, it's incredibly cool, and I'm a huge fan of this. Uh, and I didn't end up getting the Hyrule Historia. Um, yes, I did read through this. Vaxer's asking if I read through this. I, I, of course, didn't read it cover to cover, but I flipped through it and just kind of looked at stuff uh, and and found interesting pieces of information. Uh, I think that this is really cool. And then I ended up passing on Hyrule Historia, but it's coming out as a digital release in April. Uh, It's going to come out on Amazon, Apple Books, and Google Play. It is $19, or I'm sorry, $20 compared to the $40 uh, asking price. And it says here, make sure to check out the other installments in this unparalleled collection of historical information on the Legend of Zelda franchise with the New York Times bestselling The Legend of Zelda Art and Artifacts and The Legend of Zelda Encyclopedia. Oh, so they're also, maybe those are also coming out digitally. That's kind of cool. I may end up buying buying it multiple times. Uh, Dark Horse Books and Nintendo team up to bring you the Legend of Zelda Hyrule Historia containing an unparalleled collection of uh, historical information on the Zelda franchise. The handsome digital book contains never-before-seen concept art, a full history of Hyrule, an official chronology of the games, which doesn't really mean anything because Nintendo made that up as they went along, but that's okay, and much more, uh, starting with an insightful introduction by the legendary producer and video game designer of Donkey Kong Mario and Zelda, Uh, Mr. Shigeru Miyamoto. This book is crammed full of the information about the storied history of Link's adventures from creators themselves. As a bonus, the Hyrule Historia includes an exclusive comic by the foremost creator of The Legend of Zelda uh, manga, Akira Himikawa. Uh, All right, so if you didn't have that or if you haven't checked it out, I think that that sounds really, really cool. And um, I think it's awesome. Now, 
this is breaking news. Um, uh, Rezzed TV, good friend of mine, Lloyd, he, uh, he just posted this in chat, so I have not had a chance to see this, but apparently... Reggie fils who I met last month, there's a picture of me floating around on the internet out there uh, with Reggie. Uh, Reggie has been appointed to the board of directors at GameStop, which like right now, GameStop is hemorrhaging uh, money and they are doing everything they can, uh, firing a bunch of people, uh, trying to redo their stores to be like gaming spaces rather than gaming stores. Uh, and now they've said, hey, Reggie kind of helped champion Nintendo and bring them uh, forward. Maybe he can do the same at GameStop. Now, obviously, he's just on the board of directors. And when somebody retires from a job like CEO for a very, very long time, they are often um, often... They are often offered, that's hard to say, they are often offered uh, board of directors positions on a lot of different companies. And so it's not like he's going to be running the day-to-day operations at GameStop, but he is going to be helping make some decisions at GameStop. So there you go. I think that that's interesting information. And, uh, you know, he's going to be busy doing that as well as writing his book, that is about his uh, ideas about how to run a business. Uh, so uh, he said that he's still very, very early on in that process. But there you go. Thank you very much, Lloyd, for letting me know uh, that Reggie fils is now on the board of directors at uh, GameStop, a company which I am not a fan of. I love the people at GameStop. The people who work at GameStop are awesome. The suits which now include Reggie, but the suits that make the bigger decisions, most of the time I think that those guys are a bunch of, uh, well, I won't I won't say. Uh, I'll just hit the bleep button instead. Uh, so there you go. Uh, speaking of my friend Lloyd, he said that he has a teaser episode of a new podcast that he's working on called Crossing Animals. It is... I wonder if you can figure out what this show is about. Well, I can tell you. It's about Animal Crossing. Um, It's a new short-term podcast series all about Animal Crossing New Horizons. And um, I closed the thing, so I can't see it. It says it just hit a podcast feed. Uh, If you're excited for the game, excited to talk about it with the community and let everybody know what you think. Uh, So you can find out more information about that over at TV. That's R-E-Z-D.TV. And at some point, I don't know when, uh, at some point, I'm going to uh, be on that show because he sent me a message. Speaking of being on shows, this uh, weekend, I will be... I don't know when the episode's coming out, but this weekend I will be guesting on an episode of This Nintendo Life. It is a podcast that's been around for like six years. It's a great show. It's a bi-weekly podcast uh, just uh, uh, between uh, Bally and Lord NBZ, and they talk about not necessarily Nintendo news, but more about, you know, the games that they've been playing and, like, focusing on Nintendo games. And uh, I've been a big fan of their podcast for a really long time. So for uh, 
uh, NBZ re- reached out to me and he said, hey, you want to be on the show? I said, hell yes, I want to be on the show. I'm super excited. And uh, he, uh, NBZ is on sometime soon. He is on season two of uh, 143 Pixels. If you haven't checked out that show, it is my uh, video game show where each episode I have a friend come on and we just have a conversation about a video game that they choose. Uh, NBZ was on sometime during season two and that episode will be coming out soon, maybe tomorrow, maybe next week. I'm not sure. And then his co-host Bally is on an episode in season three. We already recorded it, but I have a lot of work to do on that episode. So anyway, uh, let's get out of here with one last story and that is that Worms, uh, you remember that old game Worms? I'm sure that you do. It was a really cool game. Uh, Worms is coming out. Uh, it's being brought back from Team 17 in 2020. And I, we don't know what that game's going to look like, but I'm a fan of the Worms game. You know, I, I will say this. If they want to make this game perfect, perfect. They want to make this game perfect. Here's what they need to do. It needs asynchronous multiplayer where I can take my turn and send it and then wait. And then my my opponent can get a notification, uh, maybe on the Nintendo Switch Online app. You know that Nintendo Switch Online app that really doesn't get used for very much? You know, if Worms gets to be a thing on here, uh, and then I could get a notification that, hey, Bill, it's your turn. Oh, oh okay. So then I pull out my Switch, and I do that, and I, I, I have my turn, then that would be awesome. You know, you know, another game that could really use that is, oh my gosh, what is the name of the, it's kind of like Wargroove. Thank you. Johnny Link knew exactly what I was talking about. Johnny Link in chat, thank you. Yeah, Wargroove would be amazing if Wargroove had its own little section in the Nintendo Switch online app. So I would get a notification on my phone and then I could pull out my Switch and take my turn because I know there's a lot of people out there that play Wargroove asynchronously and the games die. And the games die not because it's not a good game, but because people forget that it's their turn. They're like, oh, it's my turn. Well, I haven't booted the game, so I forgot. Send me a notification on the on the app, Nintendo, and do the same thing for Worms because I would love to have like five or six or 37 different games going in Worms on my Nintendo Switch and just get a notification when one of you uh, shoots one of my Worms with a rocket launcher. I think that would be cool. And as somebody who has fired a rocket launcher before, it's actually kind of neat. All right, let's get out of here. Let's finish up the show. You can become a part of the community over at runjumpstomp.com slash discord. You can also watch the show live at twitch.tv slash runjumpstomp. You can get a hold of me on Twitter at runjumpstomp. Use that hashtag AskRJS to get your thoughts on the Saturday episode. This show is part of the Giant Size Team-Up Network. For more information, check out gstu.net. And if you want to support the show, head on over to runjumpstomp.com slash thank you. Somebody the other day bought one of my stickers. I sell stickers and t-shirts and coffee mugs and towels and all that other crazy stuff. Um, 
And you can find a link to that just by going to runjumpstomp.com slash thank you. And so thank you very much for buying my sticker, uh, Kind Stranger. Uh, and of course, the music that you're hearing right now is Corneria Star Fox Remix by Noteblock. I'll see you guys everything. You guys everything? I'll see you guys sometime. Bye. I don't know how to end the show now. 